Bruce Wayne may appear to be a wealthy playboy, but beneath this facade, his true identity is that of the Batman, waging an endless war against crime. Join the Caped Crusader in Batman The Audio Adventures, the first scripted audio original featuring Batman and his villainous rogues gallery in a world premiere story of life and death in Gotham City, debuting exclusively on HBO Max. This rollicking adventure told across 10 episodes is written and directed by Emmy winner Dennis McNicholas, includes devilishly delightful original music by Doug Bossy, and performances by Rosario Dawson, John Leguizamo, Chris Parnell, Melissa Villasenor, Seth Meyers, Jason Sudeikis, Brooke Shields, Fred Armisen, and many, many more. Go to hbomax.com slash Batman Audio Adventures for more and stream Batman, the audio adventures only on HBO Max. Welcome to another episode of Countdown to Infinity, a Marvel's Avengers podcast. We talk all things Marvel Cinematic Universe. And uh, this week is pretty big because a brand new movie just released, Marvel's The Eternals by director Chloe Zhao. Uh, and uh, this is, a, this is a, a pretty interesting one, I'll have to say. This is our spoiler-free, I guess, thoughts. Um, initially, we'll have a big spoiler full discussion, including those after credit scenes and some of those, oh, you know, I, 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 I wonder if the Easter Bunny directed this movie because there's a lot of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of Easter eggs everywhere. Mm. Uh, my name is Emmanuel. Hey, I'm Andrew. And it's kind of an. In- this is maybe w- one of the most unique apps we've ever recorded. Yeah, because we're on location, live, boots on the ground. We're boots on the ground. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say in the the land that Eternals takes place, but that's just Earth. Yeah, so it's true. Nothing, nothing special there. But we are in Los Angeles, the city that never sleeps. No, that's New York, right? This the is city the of angels. the windy city. Well, no, it's been cold La La though. Land. You, will, I, I will say, pretty windy for for it not being the actual windy city. Windy city. We're here. Uh, we're having a lot of good fun, and we watch. We'll, we'll talk about our, our thoughts. But before we talk about the movie. Uh, what do you think about the experience of watching this large-scale Marvel movie on the biggest screen since sliced bread? <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was really, really cool. Um, it was, man, just awesome. Like, I thought the, the IMAX back home was, was big, but... Uh, back uh, on the farm? <laughs> yeah, back, and yeah, that's what it seemed like, man, <laughs> uh, c- compared to in this theater, and... I think it was really cool to be in like the the heart of it all, and I mean, you see all the billboards when you come into town and stuff like that. And it's on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah, yeah, and you said they had there just had like a premiere for the Gucci or like a fashion show for for House of Gucci, which and- is, I mean, spoiler alert. That's why Andrew and I are here. We are models for Gucci. We are indeed. So that's why we were here. I only I only model the speedos, and I only model hats. Nice, just just the just hat. the hats. I walked down with the Gucci hat. Um, and nothing else. Yeah, I thought it was really really cool. And man, like, I love the sound system. I think yeah, like really good. It, it like rattled my my innards. 
it tore you up. Yeah, it did. Like it, it was, uh, it vibrated. If um, anyone gets the chance to go to the Chinese, the Grauman's, well, I think it used to be called Grauman's Chinese Theaters, but now it's like TCL or something. Yeah, yeah. He said it like fifty times in the intro. Like the guy who was yeah, the, we didn't pay attention at all. But yeah. it's it's a movie where a lot of things actually premiere across the street from the El Capitan, where this movie premiered. Um, the Disney old theater. Yeah. But it's a tall screen. I'd say it's at least 70 feet tall. It was, cr- it was like ridiculous. And I, it was funny because you were like, man, I can't see everything. I, I really couldn't have to put my head like on the, I don't know. couldn't go far back enough to see the whole screen. Well, we all know you get what that neck do. We all <laughs> know. know what that neck do. I, I was really, I was, uh, people would be having conversations in Eternals, and I would be whipping my head right to left. <laughs> be like, oh, I got to see this guy's lips. Yeah. He's big. But this is a movie that's kind of geared perfectly for that, because in terms of scale, there's really nothing like this movie. It's yeah. got... Size wise, some of the um, biggest characters in the in Marvel, I mean, and, and you see the you know the Celestials in the uh, in the trailers, and you got them, you got hints of them in in the Guardians yeah. movies and um, stuff well, that's like right, that. Because it's yeah, yeah, and I mean even Ego the Living Planet to an extent, and yeah. um, so it was really crazy to see literally like some of the biggest characters, like galactic sized characters, giant things on the biggest screen. And that's possible. not a spoiler. That's just telling you there's some big things. Yeah, well, and then, like, you know, you, you hear, like, the sounds they make and stuff like that, and you're like, oh, man. like Here's, you- a, here's some of the sounds. Ready? <laughs> Do they make those sounds? <laughs> nah, I'm making those sounds. Okay. That's the end. Is it- <laughs> those are the sounds, probably. <laughs> it's like, the, like Dune. Dune. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone will know. Everyone who watches this probably saw Dune. You love Dune. But it was a really unique experience, and I think if you're able to just watch it in IMAX, that's truly the way to go i'm i'm really happy that this movie didn't get a day and date disney plus premiere because it it definitely plays really well on the big screen and also the crowd was great people were clapping and hooting and hollering yeah and it wasn't just like at the beginning like the the marvel credits or you know the like you know because it has the marvel montage at the beginning where the but I love the the song choice they used to intro this this uh, specific oh, yeah. um, uh, movie. It's one of it's from one of my favorite albums. So I won't, I won't, I'll leave it. Okay, I won't spoil yeah, it, I remember now. Yeah, it's just a really really cool thing that I never thought the MCU would get into. But um, yeah, it was really really um, awesome to see. It in, in that specific uh, scale, yeah. and then uh, I don't even. Uh, it might be one of the biggest in the country. It's got to be the biggest I've been inside of, but <laughs> theater. Well, let's talk about the movie. Um, you know, this is we're going to talk about just our thoughts of the film without spoiling it. Although, again, we're going to dive into it so deep um, later on in the week. Ham. But we'll ham. ham. What'd you say? Ham. Oh yeah, ham. We're going to go ham. Um, but uh, but but before we do that. Andrew, what did you think generally about this movie? And then we'll talk a little bit how, how I guess it seems like everyone else is reacting to it. But what did you think about The Eternals? Uh, um, I was actually a really big fan of it. Uh, yeah. I know uh, some people say it runs kind of long, which uh, I think it kind of needs to when you have like 10 characters that you're introducing. And 
it's not even like there's there's ten Eternals, and then you have to introduce the Celestials, which yep. yeah, there's like two of two or three multiple of them. Just regular um, old humans are in, in this, this one, too. and you have yeah. to introduce the villains, which are the Deviants, and uh, you know yeah. the Marvel. Le- this isn't a spoiler because the Marvel Legends has the package out yeah. for, for uh, one of the lead Deviants in Crow, yeah. and, and he's in the, he's in a trailer. Yeah, 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 and so um, you know, and then you have to keep up with regular Easter eggs too. So you're already trying to keep up with those Easter eggs in a, in a Marvel movie, and so yeah. the fact that you have to pay attention so much, I can. See See why it's kind of divisive to some extent because it, a lot of it is going to be exposition, but I think uh, in this sense it's warranted because it's it's kind of like Dune, where like Dune was was a lot of that was a lot of exposition in, in a way, and they found creative ways to kind of not make it seem as so to make it feel a little bit more organic. Yeah, and uh, I think Chloe Zhao does does really really good here, and also um, balancing that typical mcu formula where like you have to inject the humor to it or else you get the a lot of meta moments i guess is what you'll call them yeah well because and then if not then you get the the the, your dc argument where it's like there's no jokes everything is so serious and everything's so brooding all the time and you know this and that and then you get an overcorrection in the the justice league and stuff like that and so yeah um i think this one does it um the best it can and i think if we if hopefully it gains a lot of money and I hope people like it. It looks like the audience score is tipping more in a, in a positive direction uh, than, than the critic, the critic stuff, score. Yeah, but um, I think it, it's really really cool that that Chloe Zhao genuinely wanted to do this. And yeah. I think at one point she said there was twelve Eternals, and she shaved two two of them off. But Ooh-wee. Um, yeah, I, I think that she did the best that, that she could in the, in the, in the MCU in the machine, formula. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's never going to be truly yours. Uh, cause and then you get something like the suicide squad for James Gunn and then people are like, well, this is odd. And you're like, yeah. well, this is fully James Gunn. Um, but I think, um, I, I was really excited. I can't wait to, to rewatch it and, uh, yeah. to see how, how it plays out in, in that sense of the rewatchability. Cause you know, anytime a, a Marvel project comes out or a new Marvel, um, uh, thing comes out, I, I end up doing a rewatch of the, of the MCU and it'll be crazy to see how it holds up here. I think it introduces a lot of really, really big things that points us in, in the right direction for, for this new phase, because right now we've really got the multiversal, um, aspect of it all with the, with the WandaVision and, um, and you know, all the Spider-Man hype and, and Dr. Strange and yeah. things like that. So, um, and, and even Loki. So to, to see things on this aspect, um, it, it, where it's kind of in our universe and it's in our time, but a little bit more cosmic, uh, is, is really, really cool. Cause now we can get into things like the Fantastic Four and the, you know, yeah. Galactus and the Silver Surfer and, um, things like that. Um, I'm, I'm I'm really, really excited to see. Um, this is kind of like a, a Guardians for a new generation. Like it, it's gonna, it opens up this other can of worms that I'm really, really excited to get into. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, kind of a diverging point, or I forgot what they called it in Loki. What do they call those? It's like a variant point or whatever, or like I don't know. It's one of those points I think for Marvel um, because it it looks and feels a lot different than other things, but there may be. Uh, other ip that marvel has that kind of is closer to what the eternals vibe is and you and you'll have to listen to our our spoiler full episode for more (laughs) on that but yeah i thought that this movie introduces a lot of brand new things to marvel in really interesting uh, ways things that and and i mean it definitely has one of the most diverse casts we've ever seen I would say even in a movie like this, yeah. the Eternals here are a representative of so many different kinds of people. Um, I think you're right. It does 
have a really hefty load that it has to to tow, especially with all these characters who also have really complicated relationships and backstories. And there's some, there's a lot of like questionable things. You're like, okay, uh, how much, uh, how much are we going to focus on this one person? And is that going to take away from really the main characters? Cause even though there's 12, 12 uh, Eternals in this, there's, there's really just a couple that are the, like the main, the story, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the story engine of the whole thing. There's quite a, f- I think that there's a lot of familiarity to the, to the idea of a giant group like them, you know, going on a mission. And that may be what people are feeling, but I, I mean, I think the stakes could have never been, I mean, they're pretty high in this movie. And I think there's some really, really fun sequences. And I think the humor comes from multiple people because you have different Eternals and uh, there's still some really surprising stuff that happens in this. And I think if you're a fan of Marvel, this, this I think will, will open your eyes to maybe a brand new type of, of Marvel movie, even though it definitely still has, like you talked about, it has, it has almost every single thing that you would expect from a Marvel movie too, which is kind of interesting that it, it has both of that. And I, and I do feel like a lot of, let's talk about some of the reaction stuff. I feel like a lot of people just have really high expectations of Chloe Zhao. Don't you think? She just won an Oscar. So they won't, they, I think a lot of people, especially critics, are just expecting I, maybe something that's impossible to make in a, in a Marvel movie. Does that make sense? Yeah. She made a movie with one person who pooped in a bucket yeah. <laughs> in a van <laughs> and used like non-actors and they filmed at sunset and they were like meditated on set, you know, and, when, they, and there's it, all that stuff that's happening that you're like, wow, this is what an experience. And I don't know what some people wanted from her in a movie that has to gross, you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars and introduce honestly some pretty big mcu stuff like it has to do all that and and that's what i think is crazy is that like people say it's so not like it feels like it's 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 its own thing and we really haven't we've been really busy so we haven't actually i don't think we've actually read any negative reviews i haven't anyways yeah it it feels so independent but and then people are like man it's so like mcu and that's what's crazy about this one is that it is so different but it does have to hit these these beats and these um you know yeah um and And they maybe just has to sell merchandise i think that's why they're grading her on a curve because they thought that she would be able to buck that trend you know they're like oh you have all this leverage but she didn't have the Oscar when she was making this, everyone. Like, she was yeah. just, I, I think, I feel like she was probably really happy she got the job. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this isn't as completely, like, her, she doesn't have the reins like she did in Nomadland. She, mm. I, she has to work in this unit. But I think a lot of people were expecting her to be the one, which is kind of weird. I don't think, I can't even think of a director who has that kind of expectation. But none of them have won an Oscar last year, so. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, although Taika's Love and Thunder, I guess, is coming out and he won an Oscar (laughs) a couple of years ago, too. So we'll have to see. But who knows? I mean, it's very possible people just despise it because they're like, well, this isn't Oscar worthy. So, Uh, but well, let's talk about some of the actors in this. Um, I'm not going to go through all of the entire list, but without spoiling anything, were there any actors that you thought really stood out especially considering we didn't really know what their role was going to be in the in the movie um, i know yeah. you're a big kingo fan yeah i was a big kumana gianni fan of uh, even after watching it um i'm just uh, him and uh, who plays fast with paperboy from uh, atlanta 
He's also in uh, Godzilla vs. King Kong, Fastos. Yeah, I've got it pulled up, but I can't read fast. <laughs> uh, Brian Tyree Henry. And, he was uh, also the podcaster in yeah, Godzilla vs. Yeah, exactly. Kong. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we have, we have people like that where I'm just so happy for them. But also, genuinely, they were awesome and really, really badass. And yeah. um, also just a win for, for equal representation. And, um, yeah, it's, it's so crazy to, to, you know, we went we uh, we just literally came from Disneyland yeah. um, before recording this. And we got to, you know, we, we wanted to watch the movie um, on, on opening night because we knew that they were going to have some, some of that stuff to do. And so when we saw uh, Cersei and we, we saw Kingo and we saw Fastos there at Disneyland, and we were so excited to see them because we yeah. had seen the movie and um also we just didn't want to get spoiled but yeah it was just a really really cool um experience to see um kids wanting to get their pictures taken with with these different characters yeah. really just like days old yeah superheroes yeah I mean, now we're recording staples. this on, on like a like a sunday or you know or whatever and so it's 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 just crazy to, to see that that past weekend reception of, of, of it all, of um, people loving it. But, yeah, they, they were really, really badass. Their powers specifically were really, really cool on how they can go kind of toe-to-toe with, yeah. like, the the biggest adversary without being the Superman character, you know? Yeah, they don't all have to have the same thing, which I think, you're right, is, was really great because knowing that not everyone can fly or not everyone can mm-hmm. can do a certain thing made it seem like they all had a role, which was good. You know, yeah. Instead of, I mean, I, maybe I would have watched just twelve Superman just <laughs> punching things know, something yeah. out or something. Uh, Icarus, yeah. I will say that Icarus uh, does feel like the Superman character in a in an interesting way because he seems like kind of all powerful in this. Or I don't, I don't know. I feel like he's the one that got like the he's got flight super strength he got, and he got laser everything. vision. Yeah, and laser vision. He, he got it all. Uh, Gemma Chan plays, I believe, the main character in this movie. I, I mean, she's. Cersei? Yeah, Cersei. I mean, I felt like she uh, seemed to be the most empathetic towards humans, and everything was kind of through her point of view. But I will say we do spend a time, you know, uh, visiting with with everyone else. I was really, I loved, uh, uh, I don't want to say his name wrong, but Barry Kogan, who is Druig. Oh, yeah, Druig, yeah. I thought he was really fantastic, and um, he is also in in a relationship with... uh, 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 I think one of the coolest that one, man, she has new some, characters. Yeah. Uh, uh in this I uh, I'm going <laughs> to butcher her name I'm also. I'm going to butcher her name as well, especially since this this list is so long, but her name is Lauren Ridloff um and she plays Makari. And, she, and she's a deaf speed, actress. The speedster. Yeah, but she has some of the coolest sequences and in the whole movie. It, it, it's also it's it's so crazy because we already have a lot of cool speedster moments in cinematic history yeah. where you get the next oh, the future past quicksilvers yeah. and you get the flash sequence in the Snyder cut. Um, that's probably like the best part of that movie and. Yeah, and you get it here and you're like, "Oh my god, like it just reinvents on uh what a speedster can be and just uh, really really cool again re- representation-wise to have a hearing deficient um, representation. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm 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 really I, I I think this movie definitely warrants a rewatch. I don't think you can really absorb it all without watching it more than once because even though it's a really long film, uh there there's characters that are introduced like halfway through uh, we already talked about one of the main uh, uh, deviants, who's Crow. voiced by I think It the Clown, the actor who plays Skarsgård, Bill Skarsgård, or something like that. But you you kind of have to appreciate all of the different 
um, elements in this and, and kind of how, cause it's not even a movie that's, that's told that conventionally. It, it, you know, changes in time and space and like all of these different things happening mm-hmm. all at once. So kind of a trippy movie. huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and it, it's, so, it's also crazy because like you get these people like, you know, who are some part of some of the foundation of, of cinema, of Hollywood, of L.A., uh, um, uh, Selma Hayek and Angelina Jolie playing yeah. Jack and... A-list. And Tina. Yeah. And they're not even part of the best parts of this movie, but, but they do bring a lot to the table, and it's really, really cool to see them kind of uh, lead and be the veterans on set on on some stuff like this. Even the guy who plays uh, Gilgamesh, um, he does a really, really good job to play that balance to uh, that one to punch Tina. yeah thing is yeah i mean i'm i'm uh i'm i'm i'm, I'm excited to watch it again because i've only seen it once i'm i'm not sure uh sorry sprite no no, no love for you <laughs> no love for you sprite i you know there's so many that you can't really uh, not leave someone out because there's there's too many there's too many okay we need less eternals we need just one eternal <laughs> I can't even I can't even uh, imagine more than one right now because it's it's kind of crazy. It's kind of uh, what's the celestial's name in this one? The celestial's oh I can't even pronounce it. Ash Ash Ashram Arishem Arishem Arishem. He's voiced by David K. You may know him as Clank on Ratchet, Ratchet and, and Clank. Clank. <laughs> That's awesome. He's made it. He's made it. He's a voice now. Uh, that, that last re- Ratchet and Clank for the PS5, one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah. Well, I guess overall, what are your your thoughts on this? Again, we're going to talk a little bit thoughts. more of this uh, later this week, but any any spoilery or no, sorry, non-spoiler thoughts on Eternals um, and again we're, we've kind of we're not really talking about the reaction that much just because we haven't really paid too much attention to it it's doing okay at the box office it's made I believe like 70 million dollars a little bit I mean uh, maybe a little lower than it was expected to and technically it is the lowest uh, grossing opening of the COVID era uh, Black Widow still number one and then Shang-Chi and you know what's crazy number one Marvel movie this year you want to guess it no venom let there be carnage is the biggest marvel release i don't know if we would ever have predicted that from this year and i bet that's only until the they're the selling Spider-Man. venom stuff at the disneyland i know kind of crazy like, what the fudge? avengers campus has venom and carnage stuff they even had wolverine stuff they got wolverine blowing stuff. Me out. Things- blowing, my, blowing me out Oh, okay. Um, but uh but yeah, I mean I'm 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 going to be pretty bold and say that the new Spider-Man movie will probably be the biggest opening. I mean, ever. Ever. No, not ever, but at least for Marvel. But what are your what are your final non-spoiler full thoughts on The Eternals? When Venom shows up at the very end, it's mm. it's freaking crazy. Eddie. Uh, um, no, Eddie, you're an eternal now. I think it's crazy because it, it's getting I mean, there's no way around not talking about the buzz that it's getting yeah. after you know it's debuted and stuff like that and i think it's really really fun because it's gonna lower people's expectations so i think it's gonna surprise a lot of people um i think you should expect um new lore um to be spewed at you for two and a half hours but also i think it's necessary to pave the way for some of this bigger stuff and i think we we kind of touched on it a little bit in loki where it helped 
um, kind of move away from the Thanos stuff and make him seem like it, it was nothing. Even in What If, yeah, having Ultron, gra- you know, grabbing the stones and him being, you know, exploring the multiverse and uh, contributing to that multiverse of madness and stuff like that. I think we're gonna start to get uh, into concepts where you know Thanos was was a small, you know, small fry and. Um, now we're gonna start frying these bigger fish, and yeah, um, I think it 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 lays the groundwork for some really really neat uh, stuff. Uh, I think we're gonna look back on this, and you know, um, it's gonna age better because it made Galactus possible or um, things like that. So um, yeah, I, I it, it left off on a on a really really uh, crazy note um, at the very end of this movie. I think you should stick around for both the after credit scenes. I for think sure, it's really really um, cool. I saw some people get up after the first one but say to the very end you're going to be reward, rewarded with some of the some of the best after credit scenes and i mean people popped up and you know had, we they got a round of applause for both the for both the, of the after credit scenes but um yeah i was really excited i think the cast was really really cool i think she did an awesome job uh, introducing uh, a lot of different characters and playing with the ensemble where most people really can't do uh, an, an ensemble piece especially fr- fresh off of something so small um as nomadland so it was really really cool to to see the the other spectrum with with chloe Zhao, and i hope that um i hope that we can dive deeper into some of these characters or i'm excited to see some of these characters maybe even in their own things or um split off and kind of be in the after credit scenes of of, of other things and um things like that so it was a it was a really really fun ride and i i really really enjoyed it and i i, I think you shouldn't buy into any hype and i think you should go into it and uh, watch it for yourself and um decide for yourself but i think if you go into it with an open mind that it, it's kind of it's impossible to not have fun it's it does some really really cool things that I, I think no marvel movie does it um the cinematography is probably some of the best in the entire um mcu and um, I think it, it, it's it's going to blow people's minds with how big uh, how big it is in in the whole um, Marvel scope. Yeah, and yeah, I think that that the scale of this movie is definitely already worth watching it in theaters while you can on the biggest screen possible. Um, I, I I think this is a a very um, I think there's there's some really cognitive choices in this movie. It's incredibly melodramatic. I think you'll, 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 you there's some like existential stuff. There's a lot of subversions of what people expect from a superhero movie. Um, and then there's definitely familiar story beats that happen. You know, you get a lot of that. It's the same kind of suspense that you see in a lot of superhero movies and the same kind of team up action sequences that you see in a lot of superhero movies. But, um, all in all, I think it's an incredibly interesting, uh, film to see. And I think it's one of the most representative of many, many walks of life on the earth. In fact, I think they're like standing firm with some of the, uh, you know, uh, gay representation that's, that's in the thing that, uh, and, and for that it's being banned in some countries. So kudos to Disney to stand behind this movie and, uh, and, and allow it to just remain, uh, as it is, but I think we're definitely, I, I think the decision to make this movie and to release this movie, regardless of kind of the response it's getting is, is really showing that Marvel is, is going to kind of evolve from that one track kind of mindset where there's one kind of movie that they'll be making at a time into this. We've kind of already seen it with Loki and honestly with what if, which is an animated show. And WandaVision, but this is going to definitely be like a two. Mm, we're at Disneyland right now. 
This is more of a two-track kind of ride, baby. Three-track ride. Same, True. same, same, uh, same line. Three different rides, baby. That's what's happening in Marvel right now, and I love it. I think that that's great, and I actually think that the fact that so many people aren't just lockstep in line behind this and people are having kind of arguments about whether marvel movies should be kind of this existential or if maybe you know this shouldn't be there shouldn't be the same third act in every single marvel movie like i love it it's good i think it shows that this is kind of a a genre that can evolve people say like man it's so formulaic i was like but this is why the formula works get in there yeah and maybe maybe then people will be like okay maybe we'll Maybe we'll do some wild shit. Well, and like, it, 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 that's always the question. How are you going to do it bigger? And this movie does that. It does yeah, it bigger. It does it bigger and, 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 and bigger. <laughs> I mean, it does, and it's not, it's not one, it's, it's not one of the worst, like the way the critics say it. Yeah. I can see it not being in people's top five, but I, I think it's, it's up there in like yeah. the, definitely the top, at least top 10 for you know, sure. I think that's really what it comes down to. It's not as bad as the critics say, but it's, it's not gonna, it's not the, you know, it's not a, it's not the big groundbreaking. It's not you know uh, the Dark Knight when it came out or what, no, what was it? Batman Begins. It's not that movie. I mean, it, which it, people it, might have expected. You know, I think people just thought Chloe Zhao was making it. She's I mean, making the first Oscar Best Picture. I, I will say Marvel that, movie. That there is a lot of first appearances in this movie, obviously with all the Eternals and stuff like yeah. that. But there is also first appearances in more ways than one, and you're gonna want to get to a theater to watch oh, it ASAP because you're talking about our cameo. Yeah, where it's like, oh man, like it's it, it's it's gonna get spoiled for you, and you're gonna yeah. hate it because uh, you wish you would have seen it live. So yeah, I would get to a theater ASAP. Yeah. Because again, it, I think it's it's more important than mo- most people are are uh, think it is. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you so much if for listening to this. If you haven't seen the movie yet, because damn, <laughs> you should go watch it. Yeah. And if you have, let us know what you thought of the film. Send us a message, I guess, for a while before we post anything, so that people don't potentially spoil it. But we'll be back with a big spoiler full episode with John and Sophia. And uh, let's see, we're going to do an internal sized episode. So we'll have 12 people on. People on. It's going to be. We're going to have all the 10 of the Eternals. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the Deviant. We got to have a DV. Crow. We're going to have a DV there with us. But uh, we've come to the end of this episode. Andrew, what do you have to plug? Um, nothing much. Um, just keep uh, listening to, to this uh, good stuff. I think Marvel has. Um, something coming out like uh, at least something every other month or next some. month we're talking spider-man isn't that insane so uh, yeah yeah it's already hey. here because then we're gonna go on to, to yeah. even bigger fish than spider-man you, you know if i'm not mistaken next week we're talking hawkeye <laughs> yeah exactly and so that we're gonna get into some some really really cool stuff with uh, all the new marvel stuff maybe we might even do an avengers campus review um sophia Emanuel that's right and, we'll probably and, do one yeah, spoiler so, alert we it was good. We won. We won. Uh, yeah, Sophia, Emmanuel, and I were, were down here in Anaheim, and we decided to check out the Avengers Campus. We ate at the Pimp's Test Kitchen, and we got onto the uh, Web Slingers ride, and had had a lot of uh, good We uh, bought fun. some stuff. We bought a lot of a lot of merch. We did buy a lot of stuff. Um, it, it was really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, we might yeah, do we, an extra. We rode the ride, so you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you should still do it. That's kind of... How screwed up would that be to be like, oh, I, mean, I heard about it on a podcast. I mean, I'm and, good. And they have some ex- really really cool exclusive merch that i think that uh you'd really really like after especially after you you ride that ride and that's why it makes it exclusive but um yeah so maybe we'll do an episode there yeah um check out the um, the countdown strikes back 
Um, we're, we're doing the Babu's Book Club. We're about to start that up again. We just finished the Star Wars Vision stuff. We're about to get into the Book of Boba Fett. Um, that That's about to start up as well. So, um, yeah, get on that stuff. We, we read all the High Republic stuff so you, you don't have to. Um, check out the um, uh, Director Showdown with Brendan Adam. Check out uh, Dirty Radio with my boy John Escudero and all that good stuff. Um, wear a mask, uh, get vaccinated, get your boosters and all that good stuff. Um, I did say we, we we're down here in Disney, but we're, we're being safe and masking up when we need to and showing our vax card and um, things like that. So uh, get out there and do it safely. But um, yeah. Well, uh, uh, thanks so much for listening to the pod. We'll see you later on this week. Please rate and review and send it around to your li- to your friends to let them know to listen to our show. And go to patreon.com slash DelphinPod, D-E-L-F-I-N-P-O-D. Uh, if you, uh, you want to support the pod, well, we'll see you. Or I guess you'll hear us next week. And who knows where Andrew and I will be, what hotel we'll be in, in what city, or if more than likely we'll be, we'll be home. But thanks so much for listening. Uh, Watch Eternals. Bye-bye. Bye.